Welcome to the Essence of Health Tea Time Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Shayla Toombs-Withers. As a double board certified family and obesity medicine physician with over 12 years of experience in medicine, I teach motivated individuals how to achieve their desired quality of life while preventing and reversing chronic diseases. It's tea time. One of my favorite quotes is, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. This quote is a statement from Benjamin Franklin. It is reported that in the 1700s, Benjamin Franklin wrote this expression in a letter that he wrote to promote fire safety to the city of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. In today's episode of the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast, we will not be discussing fire safety, but we will be discussing the importance of prevention when it comes to your health. As a family physician, I often have encountered individuals who have not seen a doctor in several years. And when I ask them why, the most common response I receive is because I felt good, so I didn't think I needed to see a doctor. Well, folks, keep listening to today's episode because I'm here to let you know why just an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. I recommend that you see your primary care physician or PCP at least once a year. We commonly call this your wellness exam. The wellness exam was included as a no charge exam within the recommendations of the Affordable Care Act because of the importance of this exam and what this exam could mean for your health. In your wellness exam, your doctor can review your previous health conditions, your previous surgeries, health conditions that may run in your family, especially those for which you personally may have an increased risk for due to this familial history. And your doctor can have the opportunity to review with you those particular lifestyle habits that may be impacting your health. One of the components of this exam looks at what we call your social history. This includes if you use any tobacco or nicotine products, if you drink alcohol, if you use any drugs or other illicit substances. How much sleep do you get? How much exercise do you get? It can also include safety information like, do you feel safe at home with the people you live with? Do you have adequate access to food? These are just some of the things that are discussed, but this exam really is the time to discuss factors that may be impacting your health. The important aspect of the wellness exam is the vital signs that are taken when you arrive. These typically include your temperature, heart rate, blood pressure, respiratory rate, and possibly your oxygen saturation, height, and weight. While these may just sound like a bunch of numbers to you, they are actually important numbers for us to know. Let's talk about blood pressure. High blood pressure or hypertension is often called the silent killer because many individuals won't experience any symptoms to let them know that their blood pressure is too high. So this is another important reason to see your doctor at least once a year to have your blood pressure adequately examined. Statistics from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, tell us that nearly half of adults in the United States, or 47%, have hypertension. In 2020, 
More than 670,000 deaths in the United States had hypertension as a primary or contributing cause. And only about one in four adults with hypertension have their condition actually under control within a normal range. The guidelines for blood pressure have changed over the years and normal blood pressure is actually less than 120 over 80, contrary to popular belief. A blood pressure in the range of 120 to 129 over 80 or less is actually considered to be elevated. And stage one high blood pressure is a level of 130 to 139 over 80 to 89. Higher than these readings constitute significantly uncontrolled high blood pressure and further increase your risk for long-term complications. Another important component of the wellness exam is the actual physical examination portion of the exam. This is where your doctor can look, listen, and feel for abnormalities that may be a sign of an underlying health condition. For instance, filling one's neck can be a way to evaluate the thyroid gland and certain lymph nodes. Looking in one's eyes can be a way to check for potential neurologic issues. Listening to one's chest allows the doctor to listen to your heart sounds and your lung sounds. When listening to your heart, this is one way that your doctor can check for what's called a heart murmur. A heart murmur is a sound heard by certain disruptions of blood flow in the heart. Some are deemed benign and not problematic. However, others can be a sign of underlying heart disease and require further evaluation. But this further speaks to the importance of the wellness exam in evaluating for conditions that may be preventable. This leads us to the discussion of recommended preventative screenings. The United States Preventative Services Task Force or the USPSTF, that's a mouthful. They give evidence-based screening recommendations for the health and safety of adults and children. For example, one of the screening recommendations from this group is that all adults age 18 years or older should be screened for hypertension with the blood pressure measured in the doctor's office. Another significant screening recommendation from the USPSTF is that all adolescents and adults between the ages of 15 to 65 years of age undergo screening for human immunodeficiency virus or HIV. Now, there are certain screenings recommended for women and certain screenings recommended just for men. Let's discuss. When utilizing the term women or men, this is meant as individuals who are born biologically female or biologically male as these particular screenings relate to the parts of the individual. For biological females, recommended screenings include pap smears, mammograms, and osteoporosis screening. Let's delve a bit deeper here. The USPSTF recommends cervical cancer screening in women aged 21 to 65 years old. Specifically, it is recommended that screening for cervical cancer every three years with cervical cytology or what's called the pap smear alone in women aged 21 to 29 years old. Now, for women aged 30 to 65 years old, the USPSTF 
recommend screening every three years with cervical cytology, once again, which is the pap smear test alone, or every five years with high-risk human papillomavirus testing alone, or every five years if you get the human papillomavirus testing or HPV testing in combination with the cytology or pap smear testing. This is called co-testing. And the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, they also agree with the same recommendation. Furthermore, for those biological females who are less than 21 years old, cervical cancer screening is not recommended. This is also a newer recommendation. So take note here as many individuals still think that their young daughters should have a pap smear screening, but it's not recommended for those less than 21 years old. And for those over the age of 65 years old, cervical cancer screening is not recommended if the woman has had negative screening results within the 10 years prior to age 65. Mammograms screenings are not as straightforward and our governing bodies don't quite agree on the screening recommendations here. So we'll discuss the differences here. The USPSTF recommends that women aged 50 to 74 years old have mammogram screening for breast cancer every other year. For women aged 40 to 49 years old, the USPSTF recommends that screening be determined on an individual basis with no blanket recommendations. This is due to their concern for the potential of falsely positive findings on the mammogram study in this particular age group and the risk for unnecessary biopsies. However, on the other hand, the American Cancer Society recommends that women who are at average risk for breast cancer should get a mammogram every year between the ages of 45 to 54 years old. They recommend that women age 55 and over have the option to continue yearly mammogram screenings or may switch to screenings every other year. The American Cancer Society also recommends that women age 40 to 44 years old have the option to start screening with the mammogram every year and recommend that mammogram screening should continue throughout a woman's life as long as she is in good health and is expected to live at least 10 more years. Now, just to muddy the water a little bit more, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, or ACOG, recommend that for women at average risk of breast cancer, Screening mammography is recommended every one to two years, beginning at age 40 years. If you have not started screening in your 40s, you should start having mammography no later than age 50 years. And that screening should continue until at least age 75 years. So long story short, women, you should undergo breast cancer screening However, when to start screening and how often to have screening is definitely a great discussion for you to have with your personal primary care physician at the time of your yearly wellness exam. If you're frustrated with your weight, taking more medications than you'd like to, have been told that you are at risk for the development of a chronic preventable disease, or just are not feeling in the best of health, then I'm talking to you. Why? 
because you're tired of fat dieting. You know it's time for a change and you want a sustainable plan to improve your health. If you have found yourself at this place in life, well, I have developed a program that's just for you. It's called The Essence of Health and it's your prescription for transformation. My goal with this program is to give you the tools needed to create sustainable lifestyle changes within a group coaching setting, along with one-to-one individualized coaching to give you a personalized path to health that's just for you. The benefits are priceless, so join today. Head on over to eohcoaching.com to learn more. The essence of health is in you. Next. Let's talk about osteoporosis screening. Osteoporosis is a bone condition in which a person's bones are weak and the individual is at an increased risk for bone fractures. This is important because fractures, like hip fractures, for instance, can increase an individual's risk for death by over 20% in those over the age of 50. Osteoporosis can affect both women and men However, it more commonly affects women at 18.8% versus men at 4.2% with osteoporosis of the femur neck or the lumbar spine. Overall, approximately 10 million Americans have osteoporosis and another 44 million have low bone density, placing them at an increased risk. Osteoporosis screening is performed with dual energy X-ray absorptiometry of the hip and lumbar spine, also called DEXA scanning. The USPSTF recommends screening for osteoporosis with bone measurement testing to prevent osteoporosis-related fractures in women 65 years and older, and further recommends bone measurement testing to prevent osteoporosis-related fractures in postmenopausal women younger than 65 years old, who are at increased risk of osteoporosis as determined by a formal clinical risk assessment tool. There are several tools that your doctor may use to measure this risk for you and can be done as part of your wellness exam. The Bone Health and Osteoporosis Foundation, or BHOF, recommends bone density screening for the following. Women age 65 years and older, men age 70 years and older, anyone who has broken a bone after age 50 years old, women age 50 to 64 years old with additional risk factors, and men age 50 to 69 years old with additional risk factors. The risk factors mentioned include a family history of osteoporosis and or a fracture, frequent falling, vitamin D deficiency, smoking, excessive alcohol intake, malabsorption disorder, and some medications, including the chronic use of steroids like prednisone. Beyond osteoporosis screening, men should also discuss prostate screening with their doctor at the time of their wellness exam. Recommendations for prostate screening over the years has had some changes, so let's discuss this further. The USPSTF states that for men aged 55 to 69 years old, the decision to actually undergo periodic prostate-specific antigen or the PSA test-based screening for prostate cancer should be an individual decision. 
They do not recommend blanket screening for all men of a certain age, but they encourage men to have the discussion of the risks versus the benefits of screening with their doctor to determine if screening is recommended for them as an individual. However, much like the controversy of breast cancer screening guidelines in women, there is also controversy regarding prostate cancer screening guidelines in men. The American Cancer Society agrees with the USPSTF regarding the fact that men should have a discussion regarding the risk and potential benefits of screening as an individual before being screened. However, the American Cancer Society also goes further to recommend guidelines for when this decision should take place, stating that the discussion about screening should take place at age 50 for men who are at an average risk of prostate cancer and are expected to live at least 10 more years, or at age 45 for men at high risk of developing prostate cancer. This includes African-American men and men who have a first degree relative including their father or their brother who's been diagnosed with prostate cancer at an early age or considered younger than age 65. And at age 40, for men at even higher risk, those with more than one first degree relative who had prostate cancer at an early age. The resounding theme for all of this data is that one, you should have a primary care physician and two, you should be seeing your primary care physician for a wellness exam routinely once a year to review your risks and the recommended preventative measures for screening of these very important and very common health conditions. Another screening that is recommended for both men and women is colorectal cancer screening. The USPSTF and the American Cancer Society agree on the screening recommendations for colorectal cancer and recommends colorectal cancer screening starting at age 45 years old for individuals of average risk. And they further recommend that adults age 45 to 75 be routinely screened for colorectal cancer. Over the age of 76, an individual should discuss if continued screening is necessary with their doctor based upon their risk factors and potential benefits. These organizations have recognized the burden of colorectal cancer in Black adults. The USPSTF, they note that Black adults have the highest incidence of and mortality from colorectal cancer compared with other races and ethnicities. The American Cancer Society states that African-Americans are about 20% more likely to get colorectal cancer and about 40% more likely to die from it than most other groups. Older recommendations started colorectal cancer screening at age 50. However, now acknowledging the rise of colorectal cancer in younger individuals, these recommendations have been updated to now advise screening beginning at age 45. One note of caution for all of these screening recommendations. These recommendations are based upon individuals who are at an average risk for developing these conditions. If you are considered to be at high risk or higher than average risk, then these recommendations likely won't apply to you. But regardless, everyone should discuss their personal risk with their own primary care physician.
As with everything that is discussed on the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast, this does not constitute medical advice, and you should always discuss these recommendations with your own doctor. Some other components that may or may not occur during your wellness exam include the possibility of urine testing, electrocardiogram or EKG evaluation, and a full scan evaluation. These examinations are variable in that there are no consensus recommendations on these particular screening exams. But once again, this would depend on your individual risk factors. The next important part of the wellness exam is the lab screening part of the exam. We'll dive into this topic in part two of the T on prevention and the wellness exam. But at this point, I hope you have discovered the importance of having and seeing your primary care physician. And I encourage you to pick up the phone or go online today to schedule your wellness exam appointment with your primary care physician, especially if it has been over two years since you last saw them. Remember, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Thank you for joining me today on the Essence of Health Tea Time Podcast. Click the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform so that you never miss a moment of the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast. Check out the show notes to obtain your free tips for healthy living guide to get you started on your health and wellness path. Follow me on social media at Essence of Health Wellness Clinic on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube and at dr.tw at eohwc on TikTok. Interested in becoming a member of the Essence of Health Coaching Program? Well, head on over to www.eohcoaching.com. The Essence of Health is in you.